Blessings in the name of our Lord. How good it is to be together. How good it is to worship. You know, uh, Yogi Berra, as the great catcher and manager of the New York Yankees, he is uh, also the king of the malapropism. One of his most famous is it's deja vu all over again. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you said it? Have you ever felt that way? It's like deja vu all over again. You might feel that today as we uh, look at a passage of Scripture. I uh, preached a couple of years ago during our annual stewardship campaign. Uh, scripture is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verses uh, 6 through 11, where Paul writes uh, this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That passage is a, is a famous one, particularly when talking about money. Paul uses that well-known proverb of his day to encourage the Corinthians about an offering he was taking for the poor saints in Jerusalem. He was wanting the Corinthian church to participate in that offering. In planning our present sermon series on fruitfulness, I, I kept coming back to this great passage from 2 Corinthians 9. It seemed to speak not just to money, but to the whole of life. We'll soon see that that is indeed the case. So let's hear then this, uh, this passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. Hear this from God's Word. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to, to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work, as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies Seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. He who you will be enriched in, in every way so that you can be generous in every occasion through us, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This is God's Word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us. A recent survey conducted by the staff of, a, of Aspire magazine discovered quite a few personal benefits of being generous. High-generosity people, they found, are satisfied with their life compared to, to low-generosity folk. They are almost three times as likely to be very happy compared with low-generosity people. They are almost three times as likely to have a very meaningful life. They are more likely to believe than other 
that, that other people are inherently good. They're closer to people. They know uh, than those who are less generous. And they are more satisfied with their careers, comfortable with what they have, and overall just feel healthier. How interesting. A big distinction between being generous and not so generous. It's okay to talk about money at, at times other than our, our stewardship campaign. Jesus talked about money all the time. He knew that generosity has a way of adding a certain joy to life that's not found otherwise. Generosity frees us from the, the hold of things and, and puts us to focusing upon God and other people. Generosity just, just does that. I want to encourage you about such things. I want to encourage you about generosity. Give generosity a try. You'll be glad you did. There is joy in generosity. So all that being said, let's agree that we can be generous in, in more ways than simply with our money. Giving money isn't all there is to being generous. In fact, sometimes giving money is the easy way out. <clears throat> Today we'll be looking at what it means to be generous in the whole of life, being well invested and well engaged in the whole of life leads to the sort of fruitfulness God desires for our lives. As Paul encouraged the, the Corinthians to take an offering for the saints in Jerusalem, he left it to his readers to consider what they would do. You should give what you have decided to give in, in your heart. I, I read that to be applicable to being generous and in, in other things as well, in being generous with more than, than with your money. It comes to us to consider how we might spend our lives and how we might spend our lives generously. Ask yourself, are you seizing the opportunities around you to offer yourself to others? Or are you simply just walking on the other side? That's exactly what the priest did upon seeing the man who had been beaten and robbed along the Jericho Road in the parable of the Good Samaritan. How many times have you walked on the other side of the road to dodge what you know in your heart to be a need? How many times have you walked on the other side of the road? The pandemic has given us a, a ready excuse to dodge what we know in our hearts we should do. The pandemic has given us that, uh, that easy out of walking on the other side of the road. All of us have, have examples of missed opportunities. For many, it has been all too comfortable to remain behind closed doors. The way of God's kingdom is not in holding back, but in letting go. It's not about sowing spare, sparingly, but sowing generously. Our Wednesday night men's uh, small group is studying a book written by uh, Larry Stess called 
Think Red. Yes, that's the same Larry Stess that was youth pastor here some many, many years ago and is now the pastor of the Church of the Promise in Portland. Larry shares that uh, one of the values of his church, one of the values that that essentially drives his church is a, a radical generosity. And when he talks about radical generosity, he's not just talking about generosity regarding money, but generosity in the, in the whole of life. And talking about that radical generosity, Larry is, is quick to point out the abundance God offers in comparison to the scarcity the world offers. He says this, I have, have much to unlearn about the, the consumeristic ways of this world that are based on the myth of scarcity, and even more to learn about the, the economics of God's super abundant kingdom. Larry goes on to write, you can't outgive God. We, we've said that here often, you can't outgive God. Larry adds this though, but it sure is fun trying. And knowing Larry personally, I know that it's not all about money for him, but, but, but actually giving life generously in, in all sorts of ways, sowing generously. Jesus paves the way when it comes to such things. Christ gives and, and, and gives again, and he does that even to the extent of giving his own life. Jesus poured himself into people. He, he was generous in, in every way, and he wants nothing more than for, for uh, you and I to do the very same thing. It's just the kingdom way to sow generously. Paul told, ties all of this to grace. God's grace is ever abundant. We know that by experience. Ashley uh, prayed of uh, God's great provision, a provision that we don't earn, a, a provision that is just heaped upon us. We, we know of God's grace through Jesus Christ. We do not deserve the life that we have in Him. God's grace uh, carries us forward in this life in so many ways. God's grace abounds in every way. Hear what Paul uh, says in, in 2 Corinthians 9.8, a, a very uh, important part of our passage for today. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Hear that word all repeated, all grace for really all circumstances, God's abundant grace. And in that abundant grace, we are then able to, uh, to turn and to, to understand, if not experience, the, the superabundance of God's kingdom and be able to share the same with those who are around us. What then does generosity look like? Above all things, it will resemble God's generosity. 
the generosity that we understand in Christ, the generosity that we experience in God's provision, the generosity that we, uh, we know in God's Spirit. God has enriched our lives to no end. And because of that, we are inspired to be generous as well. God's grace has been showered upon us. The gift of God's love in Jesus Christ has turned our lives around. Think about that. We have been transformed in Christ and all as a matter of grace. God has generously dealt with our lives and wants us to, uh, to do the same with other people, to be present in their lives and in God's grace seek to meet needs wherever and however we can. You and I play a part in that. So how does generosity look? How about the fruit of the Spirit? We, we've repeated that great passage in this sermon series on fruitfulness a number of times. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. This is the fruit of God's Spirit in our lives. It will characterize our lives and the ways that we will relate to other people. What will generosity look like? How about the, the elements that, that make up the, the membership vows of the church? You know, when we, uh, when we join the church, when we reaffirm our vows, we, we consider the importance of our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Sharing all these things generously, they are an expression of God's generosity in our lives. And as we join together as a community of faith, we find ourselves expressing these things in all sorts of ways, not just here together, but out there as we seek to minister in God's name. These things generously offered have the profound effect of making a profound difference in the life of the world. You never know, you never know, you very well may find yourself in, in, a, in a Starbucks line, having someone ahead of you, paying it forward. And, you know, as we've read about those paying it forward lines at Starbucks, sometimes they, uh, sometimes they exist all day long. Not one person breaking the line. What will generosity look like? It'll look like the sort of kindness and, and the opportunity of paying forward the grace of God that has so instilled itself in, in our lives. I love the story of the man traveling down a, a, a rural road when he ran out of gas. That can happen. You may have had that happen. Uh, I have. It's not the greatest experience in the world. This man went to a nearby farmhouse to call a, a, a service station, but the farmer insisted on helping out generously. He said he would take the man with, with can in hand to the gas station he would bring the man back to his car, and he would stay with him until his car was started, and it was, it was sure that it was going to make its way down the road. 
The grateful man offered the farmer a $20 bill, and the farmer just shook his head. No way was that going to take place. When the man insisted, the, the farmer replied. He said this, look, mister, I, uh, I feel very good about helping you. If I took you, your money, you'd, uh, you'd buy back that, that feeling from me. And it is simply not for sale. The farmer knew what it meant to be generous. No, no money changed hands. Only love and a deep desire to help. Mary Loughton's ledger, one of our pastors in the Western North Carolina Conference, titles our passage for today from 2 Corinthians 9, the Sermon on the Amount. I like that. The Sermon on the Amount. Yeah, we're, uh, we're always having to consider the amount of our, our monetary gifts to the church and, 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 and otherwise. But I would encourage us that we're always uh, to that place of considering the amount of generosity as we offer our lives not only to God, but to others who are around us. Now, in our passage for today, there's no doubt that the Apostle Paul is talking about money here. But he is also encouraging us about other types of generosity, other ways of, of being generous that lead to an abundant harvest, that lead to, uh, to, to us being a part of the superabundant kingdom, that is God's kingdom in the life of the world. So what amount are you prepared to give as you consider offering your life generously in the whole of life? As Paul says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest of righteousness. Fruitfulness will just come. Hear what Paul says as well. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and, th though, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God, a fruitfulness that leads to others being helped and supported, a fruitfulness that leads to thanksgiving to God. So when it comes to offering yourself generously, don't give up. Don't give up. It's the very thing that that, that God would have you to do. Not to give up, certainly, but to be generous in, in all ways. Let God empower you even more as you consider of giving your life generously throughout the whole of life. Let's be honest about such things. There are uh, times when we feel like packing it in when it comes to living generously. The headwinds seem so strong. We just feel like that we're just, just pressing forward to, 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 to no end. And, and at times can even feel exhausted. 
Sometimes we, we feel like at best we're, we're treading water when it, when it comes to, to offering ourselves to those around us. Sometimes we feel as though we take one step forward and yet two steps back. We may feel as though we're out of place. Yeah, giving ourselves generously can land us in those places where we're not so very comfortable. Remember the old adage about blooming where planted? God is able to, to bring that to pass. Paul says, don't uh, grow weary in well-doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Do not grow weary in well-doing. Do not give up. The harvest will come in God's proper time. Let me encourage you about that. Not giving up. Keep at it when it comes to living generously. Seek to, to hit the pillow every night with that good sort of tired that having given generously the whole day long, you know that, that God has been with you and that God will bring to pass an abundant harvest on account of the things that he has done through you so generously. And God will bring fruitfulness to your life and an abundant harvest to your kingdom so generously. Anticipate a fruitfulness from that so that God might indeed bring a harvest to his kingdom. Let's pray together. God, we do pray that you uh, lead us to consider what it means to live life generously. We pray that as we make our way through life that we are not sowing so much sparingly, but that we are offering ourselves with, with great abandon. We pray that you use that, Lord. And as you see fit, may you bring a, an abundant harvest for your kingdom. Lord, we, uh, we thank you we thank you for the deep blessings of your grace that leads us to be close to you and moves us forward to be uh, close with those who are around us. We pray, Lord, that we are marked as, as, as people of generosity and that that generosity is, uh, is characterized in, in, in so many ways, Lord, we pray that we not give up in our well-doing, but that we stay at it generously with a profound hope that a great harvest is brought for your kingdom. We entrust ourselves to your care, and in that may we live generously and share in the fruitfulness that you promise our lives. This prayer we make in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.